making 6 a.m. great again. This is Auburn Opelika This Morning. Good morning and happy, happy Monday. Zach Blackerby, Lindsey Crosby, joined by our favorite chef, Chef Mark with Aricha. How are you, my friend? I'm awesome. It's Monday, and we're going to have a great show today. Uh, no question about it. All right, we'll start things off with our uh, where we put you on the spot. Oh, man, here we go. What three recipes do we have this week, Lindsay? The three ingredients we have, uh, we have jarred salsa. Okay. Okay. We have chicken breast. Okay. And we have potatoes. This is all things that are in my fridge and pantry right now. Same. Oh and I do not God. have dinner planned tonight, so no pressure. Help us out. What do we do? What oh. am I making for dinner? Well, my first thought is I would turn those uh, potatoes into french fries. Okay. Fair Ooh. enough. I don't have to go into detail and turn them into french fries. Wash okay. them, cut them into sticks. Got it. Yeah, got it. Uh, I happen to be a big burrito fan. Okay. So I would do like a cal- you call that California burrito. Right. Where it's the uh, Spanish rice, salsa, guacamole, shredded cheese, lettuce, chicken, uh, and French fries in the burrito. French it's fries a, in the it's burrito. It's one of my favorite burritos. I love them. Love what? Them. I've seen. Oh my god! I've seen breakfast burritos you. with like the hash brown potatoes in there. I've, I've seen never that. Never yeah. thought about just making them French fries and doing that. Uh, I think that the idea of a breakfast burrito and uh, maybe like a quick order, you know, short order restaurant that didn't have hash browns, maybe didn't do breakfast, and kind of did that same idea with French fries instead. I'm sure. I mean, it makes sense that that's where it comes from, but uh, they're tasty. So that's the that's the easiest one you ever gave me because I love California style burritos. So what do you season the chicken with in this scenario? Uh, well, of course you've got to have some really good um, spices. I know you've got spices in like a variety of salts in your. Uh, I, I do. Yeah, you seven different salts. So, well, lots of lots of salts. Uh, I would use you know a standard style like fajita uh, rub that you would have for sure. Um, Southern California's got lots of different styles of uh, spices for different rubs. Or I would even use maybe like um, some of the um, Santa Maria rub. They call it a Santa Maria rub. Okay. That's what it's called, for sure. If I'm trying to make fries at home and they don't necessarily – like I'm and like we're not frying in the kitchen. We're just like using the oven. We're baking them. Okay. And they don't come out crispy, mm. what's the reason why? Mm. What am I doing uh, wrong? What a question. So – Usually what you do, you'd use a fryer, of course. Right. And then you would do a lower temperature for a small period, for a medium period of time, let's say 10 minutes, like on a low temperature. Mm-hmm. Take it out, let them cool down, and then you'd crank the fryer up and then do like a short period of time. And that uh, crisps up the outside. And that crisps up so, the outside. So I would do the same type of thing. We could we refer to it as blanching them first, so cooking mm-hmm. them partway on a low temperature so they just soften all the way through, letting them cool down. And then putting them back in like a super hot oven, maybe 450 degrees, and uh, letting them crisp up on the outside. If you do it fast, like if you, if you cook it from raw on a super hot temperature, then you'll scorch the outside before the inside soft. Okay. So that's that's why you do it that way. That okay. That makes that makes a lot of sense. These, we, these are great tips. We oh, have man, like this is the best. At least you didn't throw like a can of tuna at me this time. <laughs> we have like yeah. What kind of jerk would do that? Oh Golly. man, Zach. We have like like freezer fries probably once a week. We'll have you know the kids will have something and they want French fries and it's always we always throw them in the oven because we, it's it's hard to just spontaneously decide to fry something like uh-huh. we don't ha- we're not set up for it. We don't have everything ready to go and and so. They always, half the time they come out not right, and I can't figure out why, and that makes a lot of sense. Sure. 
There you go. How um, how is your like burrito rolling game? My burrito ga- rolling game is on point. Uh, I have, and I'm serious because I love burritos. Living in Southern California for so long, coach me without okay. having the stuff here because okay. I-, I love burritos as well. And it ends up just turning into like tacos by the end of it because I'm like, okay. it's just not going to stay together. So the first trick for a burrito, you you got to have a larger, you know, obviously a larger tortilla. You have to warm them up. Anybody tries to roll them from cold, they're going to crack on the edges. I can open up. How do you warm them up? So you can warm them up on, you know, if you're in a restaurant, you can warm them up on a flat top griddle, like a hash brown type of or a pancake type of a griddle at home that you may have. Something that, that we do is I grab tongs and I, I put them all like over the, over the, the gas burner. Yep, exactly. Yeah. And like I'll just use tongs and flip them up like that and just heat them up like that. Yep, that's very traditional for even the corn tortillas for the tacos. That's very traditional way of doing it at home. Um, you can wrap them in like a, what do you call it, uh, like plastic wrap. Mm-hmm. Make like a little cocoon around them in plastic wrap and put them in a the microwave for like 20 seconds. And that will essentially steam them and they'll be soft and pliable then. Um, so that's the key. I like big burritos, so I'll do like the two overlapped style and make one big monster burrito out of two. You're not uh, messing around. No, but you, it just takes a little bit of time. To get, you know, not too much to where you're like, oh, man, is this going to make it when I roll it over? You know, if you put two tortillas together, you can make a nice big burrito without having too much that you're going to, like, explode. You know, it's not going to bust out of the sides. Right. I also feel like if you take the the ingredients that could rip the, like, rip the tortilla and you don't put them on the outside. So, like, maybe put down... You know your sour cream or your avocado or stuff first, mm-hmm. and so so that you know you don't have like a piece of chicken that could, you know, make a lump and tear the tortilla. Like, yeah. is that part of it? Like, the older you layer things, matter or no? Uh, yeah, you know, if you have, let's say you for some reason you want to put like romaine lettuce inside. You know, I do that. If yeah. you don't shave it and you put larger chunks, then the corners of the rib are gonna poke out, and I think that's the kind of stuff you're talking about. So yeah, yeah. you've got to chop it up or shave it so where. The firmer part is tender, right? Uh, I love that we're talking about burrito structural integrity and burrito engineering in here. Well, because you know, sure. I've got engineers in my family that are probably sitting at home going, "Yes, yes, this sounds this sounds right. Yep, yep, right on." Describe right on describe your perfect burrito. Ooh, okay. Um, Just make every first of all, all first of all, always a chicken burrito. I'm a chicken burrito guy, uh, specifically chicken chicken, chicken tinga. Is my favorite. So like a braised chicken that has been pulled with uh, like the tomato sauce that has been cooked mm-hmm. in and oh the onions. Gosh. So it's like oh, shredded. Yes. I don't. I don't, I'm not so much like a grilled chicken. Dice it up. You know, put it in, and that's it. But I like the really moist chicken that way. Okay. Uh, then definitely, um, I like a little bit of. Uh, shaved romaine lettuce because I like a little crunch in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Texture. Sp- Spanish rice, no brown rice, Spanish rice. Okay. Uh, pico de gallo, hot. Salsa, uh, hot. I like uh, my favorite salsas are, in general, my favorite salsas are the chili del arbol, which is the little red dry one that they'll make a salsa out of, put in a blender with some garlic and onions, and you'll reconstitute it with some usually some hot water. Uh, and then puree it there. Um, cheddar cheese or jack cheese melt really well, and I like the taste of those. Uh, you know, in the scope of cheese world, I don't get too fancy 
okay. with burritos. Right. And then uh, pinto beans. Uh, or in Southern California, they call them charro beans. Okay. Uh, and those will be stewed with peppers in them as well. Pinto Ooh. beans are better than black beans, right? I like pinto beans for burritos. Uh, I like black beans as like a condiment on the side. Got it. Does that make sense? It does. It yeah. does. Absolutely. I always pick pinto beans wherever I go. That's who I am. So it's one of my personality traits. So, well, I'm a chicken burrito kind of guy. So, uh, I love that. I love that. You absolutely nailed that segment. Oh Holy man, cow. this that is was the, incredible. You, you guys gave me one of my favorites. That's like death row meal chicken burrito. Well, we knew right it was going to be Ooh. two. Did you hear that? Uh, yeah, death row meal chicken burrito. Really? One, one, it could. I hope I never have to test this. No, but let's uh, let's have but, that conversation real quick. Yeah. So you want the? Would you ask for a specific person's burrito? Like or we, just, like, I want a burrito with the, these things in it. I don't Thanks. think they would let me make my own. They're not going to give me, like, the knife. If I'm that bad of a guy, they're not going to give me the knife and say, go to the kitchen. They uh, might. Oh, that's. I mean, what's the worst-case scenario? You <laughs> die. They're going to do that anyway. Uh-huh. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I would say, in reality, there's three things I could choose for a death row meal. Okay. Chicken tinga burrito, for sure. Uh, then there's a dish called... Um, Forty clove garlic chicken, classic French dish. I've White heard, wine. I've heard about this. I want to make one so bad. That's like kind of like a family meal for a family like meal that we have made throughout our lives and our in my family and generations. Okay. And then the um, coco uh, riesling. Coco riesling. Uh, you've heard of coco van before. Mm-hmm. Yes. So same, almost exact same thing, but white wine instead of red wine. Almost exact same. Okay. Thing. All right. There we go. There we go. Jeff Mark with uh, Aricha joining us. We continue our conversation next. Zach Plagerby, Lindsey Crosby here with you. We are joined by Chef Mark with Aricha talking about all things food. Are right, you got another question for him? Yes. All right, so I'm going this week to go see Chef Alton Brown's like stage variety show thing. Okay. Uh, but one of his big things he talks about when it comes to kitchen tools is like unitaskers. He doesn't like a tool that just mm-hmm. does one thing. So in the spirit of that, what are like three kitchen tools that you cannot do without? Oh, wow. and like I'm assuming like you have knives, like not counting a knife, but like other tools in the kitchen. Yeah, for sure. Um, so things that. Wow. Okay, I got to put it back into perspective, home, because like obviously, like my mind runs straight to work. Yeah. So and you like, have oh, you got to have a you got to have a rotosol, you know, which is like some you know forty thousand dollar French rotisserie chicken tool yes. which is pretty amazing i need one of those and, and gorgeous yeah i mean that and a kegerator and you're pretty much set at home <laughs> uh-huh um, right so i would say at home the tools that the unique tools or the, the ones that do everything do more than one thing like some things just don't do more than one thing some things you need for a specific task right? well like some people think that like you have to have a stand mixer like you don't have to have a stand mixer there's so no. many things you can do without a stand mixer. Sure. Like, you I, don't have to have one. I do not own a stand mixer. I want one. But the truth is, I wouldn't bake as much as I, like, think I would. Yeah. And I wouldn't do as much as I think I would. But I do think... We, we have one, but my wife uses it, like, every weekend. Oh, man. She uses it every single week. You are a lucky man. That is awesome. Uh, true. That is true. Uh, I would say, one, a food processor is actually pretty helpful. Okay. Uh, they can do many different things. From actually chopping vegetables, which I probably wouldn't use it for at home because how many vegetables are you really chopping? Right. I like those, you know, those infomercials where they're like, oh, the slap chop. First of all, you just go tap, 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 and it chops this random mess of carrots or something. But you didn't, th- you didn't realize that somebody had to peel the carrot and cut the carrot 
to put it in the slap chop. So if you're already that far in. You've already done two-thirds of the work. Why yeah, just, yeah, just cut the carrot. Um, so I'd say a food processor. Um, blenders can be really, really helpful. Uh, it doesn't have to be a specific brand because if you're at home, you're not using it to the point where you need some, like, industrial brand. Right. Um, but blenders for the kitchen for culinary are actually really helpful, especially when it comes to sauce making mm-hmm. or emulsifying, things like that. If you were able to make hollandaise easy, you might do, uh, you might make for your wife Eggs Benedict uh, every now and then, say thank you for baking all these yummy pies or whatever she's making with her stand mixer. Right, right. A lot of pies. Oh, man. She's a waffle queen. Oh, man. Made from scratch every Saturday. She, yeah, awesome. It's, it's great. It's great. Um, cool. So... One of the best food holidays of the year is coming up. Yes. With Thanksgiving. Does that get you hype? My, I think most chefs would say Thanksgiving is their favorite holiday because it's, you know, you get pleasure out of, like, feeding people, right? Yeah, yeah. sure. And, like, everybody's internal Italian grandma comes out on Thanksgiving, like, I'm going to feed you so much. Don't eat anything before you come over. Right. You know, that type of a thing. So we have an incredible... Uh, lineup for Thanksgiving at the hotel. I'm glad you asked. It's uh, it's going to have <laughs> multiple carving stations. We're going to have a risotto station where I'm serving risotto in the Parmesan oh, wheel. So in the giant, you know, the that giant cool. natural Parmesan wheel. Wow. I'll carve a large hole in it, make it a bowl, and serve risotto out of that. It's fantastic. We're going to have shaved porchetta stations. It's going to be, you know, obviously seafood. And then, of course, the Traditional items as well, very traditional items as well. You know, that's going to be awesome. And that's going to go from, like, 11 all the way to, like, 8 o'clock. That's, that's absolutely so if amazing. You're early, if you're an early Thanksgiving person or you're a late Thanksgiving person, what do you want? We'll have, it, we'll have a buffet ready. And this will be the first buffet that the hotel has had in, uh, in a while. So. Oh, wow. So what, a way to go. Wait, this, what a way to open it back up. Yeah, we've had a lot of requests for, the, for uh, buffet situations, and uh, this is, like, this is like the culinary, uh, you know, debutante party. Like, come and look. Look at what we've got to offer. <laughs> yeah, right, 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 right. Oh, I'm sure I'll get in trouble for saying that. They, you're good. <laughs> no, you Qu- Quick uh, public service advisory here. It's four to five. It's, it's 24 hours per four to five pounds of turkey. We're 31 days out from Thanksgiving. So if you have a 150-pound turkey, please pull it out today. Yeah. So that it is thawed in time for Thanksgiving. I think that's great information. Yes. Thawing turkey out is probably the hardest part of cooking a turkey. Uh I always thaw it out in a cooler, actually. Yeah. So if I have a frozen turkey at home, I'll put it in like, like a Yeti or something that I know is going to keep it cold. Mm-hmm. And seriously, four or five days ahead, and I'll just check on it. You know, every couple every couple hours. You know, or at the beginning, I'll check on it the next day, the next day, and then when it starts softening up, I'll start checking it every couple hours, and then I'll put it in the refrigerator because you got to have a thawed out turkey. Mm-hmm. Do you use the fact that it's in that cooler to go ahead and like do a wet brine on it? Yeah, after it's thawed out, I'll use the same cooler for a brine, for sure. It's such an easy thing. People don't need to uh, be afraid of doing things like brines and stuff. If you literally do equal parts sugar, equal parts salt, boil it in some water to dissolve it, pour it in the cooler, throw some thyme in there, ice it down. Um, I have, in the past at home, uh, forgotten to get the ice, so I've used a frozen turkey. To be the ice, nice, yeah, nice, and then did it that way, and um, give it, you know, for a large turkey like you're talking about. Obviously, that's an exaggeration, but if you're talking a large turkey, um, I would give it two days in a brine, and man, you don't have to do much else, right? 
Right. Uh, Chef Mark, we're about out of time, but uh, yeah, what uh, what all can folks get right now at, uh, at Aricha? Oh, okay. So you got to come down and have brunch. We've got brunch from 6.30 to uh, 2 o'clock every day, which is Love a huge it. one. Everybody loves that. And then I, you got to come and see us for dinner from 5.30 to 10 every night. Uh, make reservations. Do, do yourself a favor. It's a... Uh, it's getting busy, man. We are busy, That's great. busy bees. That's great. Chef Mark joining us. Thank you so much for answering all of our questions. We'll talk again soon. Thank you. All right. Auburn Opelika this morning continues next.